Welcome to Everything's Not Black and White, a podcast about perspectives with your hosts, Lala and Brian. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of Everything's Not Black and White. I'm your girl, Lala, and my cutie pie husband, Brian, is here with me today, too. And what a wonderful day it is. Uh, Let's tell them what we're going to talk about. Well, we know you guys are probably sequestered and quarantined just like the rest of us and that you have 24-7 news about coronavirus. So what we wanted to do was hopefully bring you a little moment of levity by telling you some of the funny uh, stories uh, through our marriage from beginning to actually today. So we just have some funny moments that we want to share with you, gives you a little deeper insight into who we are as a couple, but also hopefully give you a few chuckles in your day today. So thank you for joining us. You get a real understanding of the different perspectives we have when it comes to uh, obstacles in our way <laughs> on vacation. Uh, before we get there, though, let's just do a real quick. This coronavirus, it's a real deal. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm one who is immunocompromised. Mm-hmm. So for those that are taking it very lightheartedly and not taking it serious, understand that y- why it may not affect you. There's there. I think there's over 10 million people in the United States are immunocompromised, just mm-hmm. like me. So think of those people. Don't think necessarily about yourself. Think about those people because you could carry it and give it to me. And that could be it for me if I get that. So please keep in mind, sanitize. Please let's not hoard food and, and diapers and uh, toilet paper, stuff like that. Let's share. We don't need to be like that. Yeah, absolutely. So when we say we're taking a lighthearted uh, look into the day, it's not absolutely not to make light of coronavirus. We just want to give you some moments of levity because we know it's it's stressful probably to some of people who have lost their jobs and they're out of work. Some people are working from home, balancing kids, family, pets, everything else. So We definitely understand there's a lot of stressors and pressure on people, plus anxiety just because people don't know how long this quarantine is going to last. So we just hope to give you a little bit of of levity um, in your day just to make you smile. So that's what we want to do, make you smile. All right, let's start off with our first topic. We're going to talk about getting our marriage license. Yes. And how we bring our different perspectives (laughs) in having patience and waiting. Mm. I love how he says having patience like he has it all the time and I don't. It, it probably is kind of true. But uh, one of the things uh, at the time I had um, a job that only had an hour off for a lunch break and he had, had the day off that day. So we met down at the courthouse uh, to get our license. So um, at the time we were there, there was two people working. Um, so we got up to the counter and we talked to him and because Brian had been previously married, he had to get an actual copy of his divorce, um, to actually show that he was divorced before he could get the new marriage license. So he had to go upstairs to another part of the courthouse to get that document. And at the time I'd parked in a garage, um, that was probably on a timetable. So I said, well, I better go move my, my car cause I might be a little longer than an hour. So the guy told us, hey, come right back up to the counter when you get back and, you know, we'll take care of you. So I went to move my car and Brian went to get the uh, divorce papers. I come back. The line has now doubled the size that it was. And one person had gone to lunch. So there was literally one person working at the front desk in a long line. And so I get back to Brian and I'm like, well, hey, you know we're back. Let's get back to the front. He goes, well, all these people weren't here before, so we shouldn't break in front of them. I'm like, is, is that, is that how I sound? Uh, that's exactly how you sound. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't recall me saying it just like that. But the one thing I do recall is I never heard them say, 
just skip the line and come back they up. They said it. See, so, so you might have patience, but you also have a hearing problem because he actually said it. <laughs> so Brian was very, you know, he didn't want to make waves. And those people didn't know we were there before. So he didn't want us to break in front of them. I'm like, we're not breaking in front of them. We'd already waited before. Now we got to wait again. And he just refused to go to the front. So I was so incredibly frustrated because time was ticking away and I had to go back to work. And so we were really dangerously close to that hour. So I was so frustrated and we were just kind of... We're the we're the only two people trying to get our marriage license, and we're literally bickering in line about how things are supposed to be done. And I know people are shaking their head like, oh, that couple's doomed. Yeah. But surprise, surprise, here we are over 10 years later. Yeah. So the funny part is uh, when I was right, literally about to blow my lid, uh, the person came back from lunch and actually brought an extra person. So then three people were working at the front. So the line went super fast. So Brian was like, whoo. He's wiping sweat off his brow because he's like, this was going to get ugly. So that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I literally thought you were going to kick my ass pretty much all up and down the street when we got out of there. But it worked out. And here we are 11 years later. So that's great. Um, so why don't you, Brian, why don't you start telling them a little bit about our uh, honeymoon slash family vacation that we went on? We have a different version of what vacation is like. I'm, I got the, because we're new, newly, newly married, so we don't truly understand how each other operates and our likes and everything as much as we probably should have. So I had this grand idea because I wanted to go camping and Mm -hmm. then uh, she wanted to go someplace more luxurious. So like I thought it'd be a great idea. Well, let's combine the two. So we ended up camping in Hershey, Pennsylvania and went to Hershey Park. Mm -hmm. And then we set off to New Jersey and stayed at one of the fine upscale hotels with chandelier lighting and a casino and everything else and and the thing that made it interesting was well first of all um we were we both as you know from earlier podcasts had a child each of us had a child that we brought into the relationship so instead of having a true honeymoon we actually had a family vacation so i don't recommend that just for all of you folks um have a honeymoon leave the kids at home but we did a family vacation instead so and i'm not a camper um even glamping all that stuff like you know i i just don't do it but i did it because you know i'm a team player so my husband is you know the one who put our tent up and there was a tent stake that didn't quite get into the ground and guess who's big toe uh-huh found it yeah so my big toe found that so i split my lo- lovely little big toe open so that was kind of fun and, and awful um so i dealt with that because you know team player so i went to hershey park we went to hershey park the next day and so the kids went on kind of different rides for a while so i was with aji brian went with jason and I was standing just against this wood fence, you know, waiting for Aji to get off a ride. And so I was just kind of looking side to side and I kind of b- turned around a little bit and my rear end brushed the fence and a splinter got into my left cheek. Now, when you say splinter, are you referring to <laughs> lumber? Because I believe that's what it was eventually abstracted from oh, your behind. It was awful. It was awful. I actually had to go to the medic tent um, at the the park and it literally took um six people and four different pair of tweezers before it came out and it was barbed at the end 
I have no idea how a quick little brush against a wood fence can put a barb splinter in your hiney. But hey, leave it to me. It happened to me. Yeah, I was so confused. We were we were all waiting outside and it was taking forever. We we're like, what is going on? And we kept seeing more and more people going back. So my wife apparently showed her her behind to pretty much every <laughs> medical person in the park that weekend. Yep, they kept saying, "Man, I've never seen some this." Stuff. Hey, George, come look at this. Hey, Bill, come look at this. And I'm like, "Hey, thank you. I'm on display. It's lovely. That was fun. Welcome to Hershey." <laughs> yeah, the adventures of life. Yeah, exactly. So that was one of our our favorite trips. Uh, not <laughs> I kind of start our marriage. It was really funny though at the end. Yes, we do love our kids, but we definitely uh, would recommend going on a, a somewhat honeymoon without them. Yes. You know, another trip, Brian, let's uh, tell them about we were going, I um, think, up to uh, Pennsylvania and we were running out of gas. Um, and we were like, okay, well, we need to find a place, you know, to get some gas. And by Pennsylvania, we mean rural yes. Pennsylvania. Yeah, we were we were literally running out of gas, and I'm like, well, here here's an exit ramp. Didn't look like there was much on this exit ramp, but we pulled off anyways uh, because we were running low on gas. Yep. And as soon as we got off, we pulled in the gas station. We seen like Confederate flags in the back of trucks, yes. and just a bunch of people standing outside that none looked like my wife. And and immediately once we seen that imagery, our GPS said turn around immediately. And it's never said that before <laughs> ever. So we took that as a sign that even the GPS was like, y'all need to get the hell on. And so we left. And we did. We did. We didn't. We went straight up to the next one, which is probably about 10 miles away. Yeah. But thankfully we made it. We made it. But I've never had a more insightful and more in tune GPS system than that. Yeah. That GPS was pretty great. So um, we actually took an awesome trip to New York. Um, Our kids, um, our our daughter, um, sang at Carnegie Hall, which was really very cool. And so we took one of her best friends with us. So we were there for about four or five days. And so we explored the city. And if you've never been to New York, I mean, it's like you watching the TV shows or the movies. It's just really cool to be there walking around. It's such a great place to people watch and and really explore culture in an interesting and different way. And it, honestly, if you're frugal like we are, you can get into New York and get in there fairly cheap. We stayed at Teaneck, New Jersey with an Airbnb. I think it was $5 to take the bus into Manhattan. Yeah. And then we bought a pass for the week in New York, and we was able to travel on the subway as well yeah. as the bus system there. And we got along, got everywhere that we needed to go uh, with no problem. Yeah. We found it very interesting how affordable it really was compared to what you hear or what you expect. Right, absolutely. And then we just had such a great time just exploring and absorbing all of the New York flavor that we actually created a top 10 list of things that we discovered while being in New York. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was actually fun. We did this on the ride home. The first thing, number 10. Oh, wait a minute. We need a drum roll, Brian. We will give you a drum roll. Here it is. Coming in at number 10, we found out that the formula for post-it notes was obviously made from the samplings of subway walls. <laughs> they were so sticky and gross. It was like, yeah, just like don't touch anything. You're thinking about like germophobia, like I'm a germaphobe. I like really before it was cool to sanitize, I sanitized everything. Yeah, I didn't want to touch those. Coming in at number nine, if uh, White Barn Candle Company ever made a New York city scented candle it would smell like success ethnic food and urine (laughs) 
that's pretty accurate. I'm glad you're laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody somebody out there is probably shaking their head. I know. Yeah, that that's definitely the the smell of New York. I'd say 100. percent Coming in at number eight, all Port Authority bus drivers have been certified Richard Petty's NASCAR School of Driving <laughs> because we, our bus driver, a skateboarder jumped in the street oh and gosh. she did not stop. I almost thought she sped up. And that guy <laughs> grabbed his skateboard and got the hell off the road really quick. Yes, they, they do not take any prisoners on that road, honey. They do some serious driving. Number seven. New York's third political party after donkeys and elephants is the pigeons. It is true. Why? Because they do what they want, when they want, and they are not afraid to crap all over you. That is so true. The pigeons there are like, man, the mafia. They were like serious. When you're walking, they did not move. They were like, this is my sidewalk. You keep it moving, buddy. Yeah, and it's like they're on steroids, too. They're, they're huge. huge. They were so big. Big penguin, penguins. Good Lord. Big pigeons. <laughs> How you say that again? Penguins. 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 Doing your best. Benedict uh, Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch yeah, impression. I know. Complete sidebar. But if you know Benedict Cumberbatch, who is just a fine, fine actor, he's one of my favorites. He's Doctor Strange in the Marvel world. He does uh, this wonderful uh, narration of a National Geographic film, and he can't say the word penguin. And so on the Graham Norton show, they kind of tease him about it, and it's hilarious. If you look it up on YouTube, it's so funny. And how does he say it again? Penguins. 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 Coming in at number six, we found that the uh, fear of copper pipe theft has left New York and New Jersey residents with one option. What is that? Window AC units That's everywhere. Right. Everywhere. Like, I was so surprised. There was not central heating and air. It was all window unit air conditionings. I can't even imagine how nerve-wracking that would be if you're trying to adjust your air conditioning unit in the window and worrying about it falling out. Oh, I mean, yeah. you're talking... <laughs> 20 Lots and 30 stories. floors. I mean, they're really high up. Yeah, that's crazy. That would be really dangerous, and I'd be really fearful about walking under those, too. Yeah, talk about a headache. <laughs> yeah. Coming in at number five, we, we found that obesity should not be an issue due to the amount of walking one must do to get around. New York invented fast walking to the constant rush they are in to catch the train and bus. They had to have. Yes. Because that's where speed walking had to have come from. It had to. We walked so much, like literally, like I, if we put a pedometer on, it would have blown up in smoke because it was just like we walked so much all over that city. And I had sensible shoes a couple of days. And one day I didn't have such sensible shoes and my feet were hating me. But um, you do a lot of walking, and it, yeah, and you have to catch the bus, too. For sure, you have to run to get that. And one thing that threw me off is I didn't know this because this was our first time to New York City as well, is that in the escalator, it's just like on a freeway. The left lane is for passing, and the right, right lane's for standing. That's and exactly I was standing right. next to you, and I learned really quick because New Yorkers, <laughs> they'll let you know when you're in your way. Get out of the way. Get the hell out of the way. <laughs> and, um, yeah, you got to stay to the right there. That's right. Keep yourself safe. That's right. All right, where are we at? Number four. Number four. Yes. We found out that the freaks come out at night and they end up riding the last train or bus home across the tunnel with you <laughs> because we did take that ride back and we found very interesting subject matter on that. Yes. Yeah. So we, like we said earlier, we were living uh, in Teaneck for that week. And so we had to take the bus over. And the last bus, if you miss it, you literally would be staying in Manhattan all night or paying for a very expensive Uber or Lyft ride. Um, so we almost missed that 
<laughs> we almost missed that bus, so we know. Um, but the yeah, the cast of characters on that bus, man. And why did we almost miss that bus? Oh my gosh, we almost missed that bus because Aji and I were trying to get a glimpse of Lin Manuel Miranda when he was still playing in Hamilton. Um, and we did see him, by the way. He waved at us. I'll give um, you that. But but we almost missed the the bus because we were trying to see him. <laughs> we were trying to see a guy from Broadway. Yes. And, Not just any guys, Lynn Manuel. And there was only how many buses to get back to the Teaneck? There was only one left. One left, right? <laughs> so as they're looking for him, I'm looking at my watch, oh my and gosh. I'm giving them the the Ibu eye, yes. like let's get yes. out of here. Inside it to my husband, ladies and gentlemen, he is a time. He's a stickler for time. You have got to be on time. Well, what's option B if we miss the bus? Uh, a very expensive Uber. Very expensive because <laughs> it is expensive to go from Manhattan to Teaneck. Yes, yes, yes. Ah, uh, we we are number on three. number three. Top three. Wow, this is going by Woo. quick. We went to one of the best pizza shops in the city, yes. and supposedly the oldest pizza That's what shop they in the said, city. Yeah. What What was the name of it again? Oh gosh, it, it was called. It's expensive for <laughs> pizza, and they had your, and then you could only pay cash for it. So conveniently, there's an ATM <laughs> machine there. So we all know this works. Yes. The surcharge was pretty expensive. Ooh, yes. And we didn't realize this until after we've already gotten our pizza and our food. Uh, but the pizza was excellent. It the was food was really great. Good. It was uh, it was wood fired. Was it wood yeah, fired? Yeah, I think it was wood fired. Yeah. It was so delicious. It was really, really good. But yeah, it's very expensive. But it's very expensive to eat in New York. But what we found is if you eat it like the delis. Yes. Uh, it's very affordable. And then you get a show as well because a lot of the delis have window fronts and you can sit there and watch Absolutely. individuals walk by. And quite honestly, that is just as entertaining as any show you ever see. 100%. Yes. All right. Here's one of our, our favorite ones coming in at number two. Television show audience coordinators are like airlines. They frequently overbook, make you arrive two hours prior to the show and have no problem. Absolutely no problem. Canceling your reservation without explanation or... Or compensation. Yes, and that's exactly what happened to us. There's a thing called One Iota, and it's basically audience um, wranglers. They just basically get people to come to shows. Um, Aji and I did a show with Michael and Kelly years ago, and it was great. And Brian and I actually later did one with Jimmy Kimmel, which was also great. But this one was for um, the show that they used to do on... Uh, ABC, what was it called? It was one of the the chef shows. In the yeah, it was one of the the cooking shows that had um, Clinton in it, and 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 Mara Batali and Carla and Michael Simon. I can't remember the name of that show. Why am I forgetting everything today? Because yeah, we're getting older. But anyway, oh, honey, the age is really showing. But anyway, so we were there, and obviously out of town, not going to be able to come back. We stood out there, and the sun was so hot; there was no shade. We didn't have anything to drink. They would not pass out any water. We had to dress up because they told us we had to dress really nicely. It was literally one of the hottest days in New York. Not kidding. Were three people who actually fainted from the heat that had to be rescued and had to have people come like medics for them because it was so hot outside. And then we stood out there for two hours, sweating to death, nothing to drink in the blazing sun. And we still didn't get in. And they told us we could come back for a show a later date i'm like this is our only day in new york that we're here are you kidding me so i was pretty literally pretty hot under the collar and and i said a few few words that were not very nice few choice words yes few very choice words well luckily for us central park was just right around a corner and we took a very long get all the emotion 
then stress out of his walk. Yes. <laughs> and I just thought of the name was called The Chew. The Chew, that's right. And I think it's been not renewed, so I don't think it shows anymore. Nothing against them, but I'm glad. Three people passed out, like she said, before they even considered even bringing out umbrellas. Yeah. And we were where we were at. There were no, no markets, no shade. No, There's no, no place no to no get place water. No drink, nothing. That was uh, our experience with that, and it pretty much treat you like crap. It was awful. They awful, fill their awful. audience, then they'll have more than what they need, yes. and they don't really care. So yes. keep that in mind if you ever go watch a show in New York. Some yes. of them are, we went to Jimmy Kimmel in L.A., and that was fine. That was so but much fun, this, and they, they one, treated us wonderfully well. Um, but, yeah, that one was rough. That one, yeah, the chew was rough. That was rough. Mm-hmm. Left, <laughs> not much left to chew on there. <laughs> Thanks. Oh my lord! Thanks for laughing. Oh my goodness! All and right, the, the people, number one. People need the number one. The number one. We found out, despite all of the challenging quirks of New York City, it is a fabulous city full of rich diversity and charm. And the one thing that we'd like to say is we look forward so much to visiting New York City again, and we recommend it to anybody because it's an adventure. And it is fun. And there's so much stuff that you see on TV and to see it in person, like the Statue of Liberty, the Magical, uh, Times Square, Broadway, Broadway, 9-11. Yeah. yeah. It was just amazing. And by the way, if you ever go to Times Square, be prepared to see anything because there's everything there. Yeah. The street performers and the people who, you know, are, are professionals who ask uh, for donations just to do the thing. It's, it's very uh, entertaining and sometimes not necessarily family appropriate. Times Square reminds me somewhat of Vegas when you get into old Vegas yes. uh, with all the uh, characters down there. Yes. Uh, so it can be challenging, maybe not kid appropriate in the evening time or nighttime. Yes. Uh, go, go with caution. But we, we did. We thoroughly loved our time in New York yes. City. Yeah, I mean, we've generally just had oh, so many wonderful trips and vacations and that they have brought us so many laughs and enjoy memories. And so we just wanted to share a few with you to make you laugh today. And we hope we did that. And thank you always for, for tuning in and sharing time with us. Brian, if they want to uh, get to know us a little more and talk to us about the podcast, how can they reach us? They can reach us at enbwpodcast at gmail.com. And we look forward to any questions or comments you have. And uh, we'll try to get back to you when you do send emails. Uh, we, we are very interested in what the public's interested in. And we'd like to bring both of our perspectives uh, into those topics and, and see how things unfold. Yep. So we thank you guys again. Um, hope we put a smile on your face. I know it's tough times right now. We don't know when this quarantine is going to end, but we definitely hope we can flatten that curve and get people through this without um, too many people getting infected with this virus. So everyone, please stay safe. Wash your hands. Stay at home. Uh, do the thing that you can do and keep everybody who is immunocompromised and everybody on the front lines, the rescuers and the medical staff in your thoughts and prayers, please. And especially from me, I'd like to put a big thank you out there for all those that are making that extra effort because immunocompromised people like me really have some challenges. I've had I've had to be admitted to the hospital on three different occasions last year because of slight fevers and uh, a cough that just would not stop, which I actually caught myself into unconsciousness one time. That's how bad being immunocompromised can be. Your body just cannot fight simple diseases. So for all of you making a sacrifice, staying home from work, kids staying home from school, People not going to the grocery store, ordering stuff online, and so on and so on. Thank you from the bottom of my heart because you you are helping people like me uh, in my cancer community and people all around the world. 
Yes. So thank you again for everything. We appreciate you. Um, Thank you for listening. And we can't wait to see you next time. So take care, everyone. All right. See you. Bye. This has been Everything's Not Black and White, a podcast about perspectives with your hosts, Lala and Brian, a production of LBB Edutainment.